0: Podcast uses profanity of topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Hell on Hills Podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Amanda. And did you bring your recording thing in? Did you start your recording? Yes. Okay. Anyways, hi, how are you? Welcome. Not bad. How, how about you? How are you? Christmas time is here. Yeah, yeah. I, got a, I got a Christmas theme I figured I did not do a Christmas themed story. That's okay. I got you. And I'm sorry for that. But it's, I just wanted to say it's Christmas time, guys, for you guys at least. It's Christmas time for us. We made it through Halloween. It is Christmas time. Screw Thanksgiving. Who wants, who cares about a turkey, anyways? I mean, I kind of love some dressing and cranberry sauce. Ooh. I'm just saying. Mashed potatoes, gravy. I can do mashed potatoes and gravy any day of the year. I don't know. I'm, I love Thanksgiving. Look, I'm, I don't care. Thanksgiving's fine, but I can decorate for Christmas, and that's the key. You can decorate for Thanksgiving. I don't have Thanksgiving gnomes. They don't have, like, fall gnomes? They do. I don't have Thanksgiving gnomes. That sounds like a you problem. That means that I just go straight to Christmas until I get Thanksgiving gnomes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So currently this means Christmas time. So for our listeners, as a reminder, we're super far ahead. It is November the 2nd as of right this moment. <laughs> yeah. So if we're not in a festive mood, our bad. It's not. It's Amanda's yet. fault. Okay. Sorry. So, but for you guys, it's Christmas time. Tis the season, holly jolly, and I've got a story just to make everything even more holly jolly for all y'all. Oh, okay. It is the story of how I tattle-told on my dad. I love it. Okay. Wait, wait, here, look. (laughs) Okay, she's even got her popcorn. She's ready. So, Mm -hmm. my dad, he thinks he's so funny and he can go and talk all this mad shit that's fine that's fine i have an ally on my side i have two allies on my side is it your mom and your sister no it is my grandma and and my sister oh Oh, he's in trouble so in the episode that released i don't know what uh in our podversary episode the halloween one Mm -hmm. i misspoke because I am much like my grandma and my brain just doesn't work sometimes. And I said a saying wrong. You corrected me. And I said, yeah, that, whatever. Fully acknowledged I said it wrong during the recording. I, the hold same? on. I said a hop, skip, and a step. And then I, I even hesitated oh. on step because I was like, mm-hmm. that's not right. You said jump. And I was like, yeah, that. Yeah. So I, hesit- I remember hesitating because I remember thinking that's not right. I might have cut out the hesitation because it bugged me. But. Either way, I got a text from my dad. And he said, he's like, you're just like your grandmother. And I'm like, that feels like there's a negative connotation behind that father. And I don't appreciate that because my grandmother is pretty amazing. And so I made a decision that day after having spoken to my father. um, And I was like, you know what? I'm going to call grandma. Oh. So I called grandma and grandma was on my side she's like how dare he i was like grandma he said it as if it was a bad thing and that's like the highest compliment i can get can you please ground him for me is this his is this your paternal grandma yeah this is my dad dad's moves, mom dad oh so, yeah dad move. so i called grandma um we we totally talked some shit about my dad not telling <laughs> him everything we said but we did it um and then he called me a little bit later and i'm like hey have you talked to grandma yet today and he's like no why?" And I kind of start laughing, and he's like, you didn't tell on me, did you? And I'm just laughing, and I'm like, oh, I sure, sure told on you. So, uh, my grandma told him to shove it where the moon don't shine. Ooh, okay. Oh, the moon, too. Not even the sun. I love it. where the moon don't shine. So, (laughs) I'm just saying my grandma scolded him. Um, He's also grounded, so he can join the grounded club with me and you. Uh I think that also makes it so he can't ground us anymore. Like, you, you can't ground someone while you're grounded. Yeah, no. That's not how grounding no. works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think me and you are ungrounded, but he's grounded. Yeah. Also, even if we're still grounded, he can't join our club. Yeah. So no funny. boys allowed. Yeah, sorry, Dad. So I told on my dad. I proudly told on my dad. Straight to Grandma. And to make it even better. There's more? <laughs> there's more. So after I talked to my dad, I hung up the phone. And I called Millie, my little <laughs> sister. She's <laughs> 10 years old. And I called her. And I'm like, turd. Dad was making fun. He was picking on grandma today. Hey. And here is her go. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Click. <laughs> <laughs> so he got in trouble with grandma and my little sister. I think justice was served. <laughs> He did not think this through. No, and here's the other thing: is I know he's joking. I know what I said. I could have <laughs> cut that if I wanted to. I chose not to. I chose to keep it in. But I decided two can play at this game. So, and you know what? I think it's because it started that that morning because he called me and was like, "I need like a prehistoric predator, like a mammoth." And the only thing I could think of was saber tooth tiger. And he's like, oh, what?" I was
1: like, there "Shut it. up."
0: You did it. For Shut yourself. up damn so it doesn't matter he intentionally called hoping that's what i would say and i said oh i'm sorry dad i said that wrong it's a sabre-toothed tiger he asked you for a what prehistoric predator tyrannosaurus but he said he said mammoth so that's where my head went like a, uh, i went to the ice age you know okay I felt I felt set up for that one, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Either way, I got I got my payback. So this popcorn is really sweet today. Okay, because of the news that you just—I mean, well, I, it's kettle corn, so it is kind of sweet, but mainly the—it <laughs> tastes extra sweet today because justice was served. There was a spider in my hair. Oh, gross! Yeah, it's okay. I killed it. Now I don't know what to do with it though. It was on my palm. Oh well, oh, you here. can go. I got. You. Okay. So, anyways, that is everyone's Christmas present, as I told on my dad to his mother, because that's what I'm good at. <laughs> if I'm good at anything, it's being a tattletale. Pfft, growing up youngest did it for me, so. Kind of funny that your dad was a cop and his daughter's a narc. <laughs> oh, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Sorry. <laughs> I think in this, in this instance, it's allowed. I think in yeah, this instance it was like fully allowed. Mm-hmm. So, in case any of my dad's coworkers hear this, he's grounded right now. So please remind him of that fact that yeah. he's he's grounded. So, loser sucks to be him. <laughs> <laughs> and we're ungrounded. I think is what we we determine. Um, yeah, we decided that. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Done. <laughs> done. 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 <laughs> Oh, the other thing, I have to still call my grandma. So when I hear this, I'll probably remember. I still have to call my grandma and tell her that after my dad talked to her, he said he was going to put her in a home. (gasps) Oh, he's (laughs) rude. And when I said I'm telling grandma, he's like, I didn't say what home. I said I could be her home. We know what you meant, father. We We know. So I still have to tattletale on him for that, by the way but wow, he doesn't learn <laughs> no he does not <laughs> but this is also my grandma um who <laughs> listen i love my grandma she is she she moved to the states when she was like 13 14 I, that's what my mom told me that's what i'm trusting so she born and born started her life in mexico so she does get some things wrong uh one of our favorites is she can kill uh one bird with two sto- stones i love it um the latest one is eye level or eyesight eyesight Mm -hmm. for eye level (laughs) so eyesight and he can also shove it where the moon don't shine so but i mean your grandma has trouble with english but it's not her but she knows two languages it's not so, even that like, she has trouble with English. Like, she speaks fluent English. It's just that sometimes with the sayings, they get jumbled up, like with me. It's, yeah. And I only speak English. So, I, should, I guess I should say, like, she has trouble with cliches. Which I hear is very common for people that aren't native English speakers. Um, um, I'm just saying, I don't see an issue with it. I, I, my grandma's the best. So Hey, I'm impressed. I don't know. I'm not fluent in two languages hell no hell no anyway so that's the story i was really excited to share with you <laughs> because i i did it i told on my dad because you know what it was the saber tooth ti- i'm sorry the sabre tooth tiger that's what got me that is the best november christmas gift he's have ever given me <laughs> it's the only november christmas <laughs> gift i have ever given you true well i like it either way okay well i'm glad How are you, though? Um, I'm good. So, as of tomorrow, and by the way, we're back in November, uh, tomorrow's my last day at work. So, it felt weird, because I started, like, cleaning my desk out today. And by cleaning my desk out, I mean, I took down the pictures of Annie, and I took all the snacks out of my desk. So, that took the important things. Right. And it just, it felt weird, because, like, I'm going back. I'll be back in January, but... But they're giving your desk away. I'll get it back when I leave, when I come back. They're still giving it away. Someone with cooties is going to have your desk. It'll probably be my boss. So I think I'll be safe. Oh, okay. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Thank God. See, that's the, the wonders of working from home. I don't have to give my desk. I don't even have to clean it <laughs> off. It can be a disaster year round, guys. There's Nobody so many cooties on Bryce's desk, uh-huh. but hers, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, they're my cooties, and maybe a mm-hmm. little bit of Maisie's cooties, but it's fine. They're well, not. They're absolutely Maisie cooties on. Oh, f- there's for sure. It doesn't matter where it is in this house. <laughs> if you enter this house, there's going to be Maisie Bentley, Benz, and Onyx cooties. You may not see the mm-hmm. Onyx cooties because she doesn't like people, mm-hmm. but they're there. <laughs> they're in the air. So it's just a little. It's glitter glitter hey there's nothing wrong with a little glitter i would rather pet hair honestly than glitter so it's true Mm -hmm. it's true because at least i'm getting something out of it i'm getting a pet yeah i'm getting love and affection and not just actually speak of the devil buck just walked in here and it reminded me i also get um a dishwasher because annie didn't finish her dinner so i just left the plate on the floor and he just did his job there, too, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Wait in your key, bud. See, my dogs don't get that right now, but that's because we cook <laughs> a lot of garlic and onions, and they can't have that, mm. so. Yeah, for once, I don't think there was any of that in here, in there. But James made, like, um, chicken cobbler, I think is what he called it. Yeah, okay, I don't know what that is, but I'm going with it. Uh, I don't know. There, it's a recipe he found on TikTok. It's real good. It's like chicken pot pie, but it's... Cobbler. Cobbler. Yeah. You know what? I bet I've seen it because I feel like that sounds familiar. But Mm -hmm. I don't... I've stopped saving recipes on TikTok because I'm not going to do them. I'm just... I'm not going to do it. Oh, that's a James thing. I do not. I have to screenshot the recipe and save it in my phone. And then if I like it, I will handwrite it in a book. So I have to really like it. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I have to really like it. Though, I did make, I think I sent you a picture. I don't remember. But it was a, a turkey and white bean chili verde. You did send me that and it oh looked my gosh. And delicious. It was, it was so good. It was so good. I kept that recipe. I was like, put that right there. <laughs> I love a turkey chili, a white bean turkey chili. Ooh, I'm all about it. Oh. But it was good because, it, you know, like the, the tomatillo-based salsas. Yeah. You put a bunch of that in and cook it in that. Oh. It was really good. See, I've done something similar where I just use, um, it's in the Hispanic section. It's just like the little cans of verde sauce. I put that in there. Oh. Love it. So how, Let's do you want to jump into time? No, jump forward in time. Jump into time. Jump into time. Let's jump into time, guys. (laughs) Let's just jump right into time just a hop (laughs) skipping a step into time hold on I'm sorry I'm having a back and forth with my dad he doesn't (laughs) get that I have his humor because I said I need a fly swatter he said why there's a fly and he said in your soup and I said actually in my shoe and he said step (laughs) on it and I said it keeps flying away just drive me down a fly swatter and he said your feet must stink and I said can't you smell them and he said no this is straight up like father daughter bonding it is anyways so point is is my dad is not gonna help me with a fly swatter but there is a fly in this room (laughs) (laughs) he said he said go to the coisk it's only a hop skip and step away (laughs) hey leave me out of this what did i do (laughs) i don't know but he is throwing (laughs) you under the bus anyways so that's that's the extra story you guys get is um talking shit with my dad. So we're going to do some um time hopping. I'm just a hop, skip and a step away. We're going to step into December now. So it's Christmas Eve. It's it's Christmas Eve. It's cold. Snowing for me. Snowing. I'm probably sending text messages or snapchats to Amanda. I've got some hot chocolate here. I'm probably at my mother-in-law's house. I'm probably I- asleep if I'm being real. Well, that's cuz you have a new baby. Yeah. Is he is he adorable or is he just like an average baby? As long as he doesn't look like oatmeal, I think I'll be happy. Okay, okay. I don't Yeah. I don't know anything about that. I'm just going with what do you think he'll be? I assume I you were going to say cute. cute. Yeah. So, I know with Annie, like I got the urge to like I, I didn't, okay? But I got the urge to bite or eat her a lot because she smelled so good, so I'm Guessing this might be similar. Maybe I'll get that the, again. The new baby smell. Mm-hmm. So, Amanda's asleep, waiting for Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's only seven o'clock here, so us and the dogs were at the mother-in-law's house. Um, I don't know what we're doing, but we're probably doing something. By now, we're probably opening gifts because it's seven o'clock. Cody and I are probably preparing to go home so we can sleep in our own bed. We might be at my in-laws. I don't know. I don't know if they do on Christmas Eve or Christmas, so. I mean, we already talked about this. We alternate years. We do stuff every year. (laughs) So, definitely an adventure. I would like to point out this fly saw the swatter, and now it's not coming near It's gone. It's a goner. (laughs) It knows better. Uh Uh-huh. Anyways, so, my Christmas Eve, probably nice and holly jolly. We'll post Instagram so. pictures and stuff. Well, I oh, will. For sure. I'll text Amanda and be like, hey, send me a picture to post. And she'll send me a picture and I'll just post that. Like you did with Halloween. Uh-huh. Yeah, guys, that's how Halloween worked. Day <laughs> of Halloween. I was like, hey, send me a picture I can post. And, and then I think I did at like 8 o'clock. <laughs> no, because I think I posted it at about 7. So maybe 8 o'clock for you. 7 for me. Okay, yeah. So I posted it. Everything got posted. We're done. We're fine. And in the meantime, I just posted a picture of Maisie in her piggy costume. Did she absolutely hate it? Oh, with every fiber of her being, she hated it. (laughs) She froze. She didn't move until I took it off of her. It was on her and she just glared at me the entire time. So if you ever want her to just not move. Piggy costume. costume. Yeah. Yeah. So the issue is um, I feel bad because she gives me those angry <laughs> eyes that's like get this off of me you're torturing me but she doesn't like things on her head I think the mm-hmm. front of it didn't bother her so much but the the one that went on her head she was not having it and then she also doesn't like things on her back huh. so like if I put her leash on her back she's like walking around like a weirdo trying to get <laughs> it off but yes we're back, to, back on topic um, I'm probably going to put her in pajamas with our big dogs this year because we have them that's going to be cute same pajamas as last year. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not investing in another set. Okay, I'm not. Um, but all of them have matching um, gnome pajamas. <clears throat> also, Cody and I ma- have matching gnome pajamas to match the dogs. <laughs> I love it. So, Anyways, so yeah, that's what we're doing. Do you have any Christmas gifts you're looking forward to? Um,
1: Christmas not really. gifts, so. not from
0: Santa, because clearly Santa's not there yet. I don't think so. Because ever since kids, like me and James just don't buy for one another. Mm-hmm. We're just like, This is a lot of work. Let's just get the kids. And then we'll just do whatever. Like we do our anniversary still on the thirtieth. So I guess I'm looking forward to that. He better get me something good for our anniversary. See we we don't necessarily get gifts for one another, we get a joint gift. So this year I was like, let's get new pots and pans. We've both been complaining about the pots and pans for like an eternity. So Mm -hmm. let's get new pots and pans. So that's what we're going to do. We do do that. Um, We've been talking about getting a Ninja Creamy. I think my mom really likes a Ninja Creamy, but I can't remember for sure. We are like 150% Ninja people. I love Ninja. They're great. It's like, it's expensive, but it's worth it. Uh, I started with the coffee pots, and they last forever. And when I met, well, met, dated, married, in that order, James, he was very much like, oh, brand loyalty is stupid, blah, blah, blah. And then when I moved up here and brought my Ninja stuff, he was like, okay, you're right. The Ninja's a good brand, so. We're not loyal to brands, mostly because I don't have the money to be loyal to a specific brand. but. We are going to do, I think, the Members Mark, the Sam's Club. Um, Sam's Club, I should say, I think. Those are what we're doing. We're doing the Sam's Club ceramic pots mm-hmm. and pans. Have you seen those? I have looked at those, yeah. They're so pretty. And I compared be. them to some of the more, like, the fancier brands. Because we were looking at going with, it's a brand called Caraway, mm-hmm. And it's, like, $500. Holy, wow. Suspensive. Ooh. So we were looking at that. And then I started looking at reviews of Caraway versus the members mark. And everything was like, it's not even worth it to do Caraway; Just do members mark. So I was like, done. Sold. Sold. Yeah. Sold. Sign me up. Done. So I was like, okay, deal, deal. So that's what we're doing. We also looked at um, Our Place. I don't know if you've seen those ones. I think I have. Yeah. I still want to try one of their pots or pans out, but I don't want Mm -hmm. to do a set. So I'm going to see if they have good Black Friday deals. And maybe I'll get one of those. Ooh. That's not a Thank bad you. idea. Also, it, we're safe. We're, we're going back in time again. You guys, we're not good at keeping you on a timeline. We're back in November. Sorry about um, the whiplash. I'm not. You guys should know by now. We're not good <laughs> at keeping our timeline straight when we're talking future. But point is, is the members mark is going to have a... Black Friday sale and I almost hit myself with this fly swatter right in the face. That. Oh, and you're still doing it. You haven't changed. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> Anyways, um, there the members mark um pots and pans are supposed to go on sale for Black Friday, according to Sam's Club. They're already only a hundred and sixty dollars. What the hell is the sale then? Uh maybe a hundred and twenty dollars, but I will take it. It is saved yeah. money. Honestly, no. yeah. So I will be buying those. I mean, Santa will be bringing those. <laughs> you will be getting them one way or yes. another. Yes, I might get them before. I don't know. Whatever Santa wants to do. Because, you know, for adults, Santa tends to come a little early sometimes. Yeah, that's the that's the perk of being an adult. You yeah. get to drink and Santa comes early. Yeah, Santa comes early because he's got a lot of children he's got to visit every year. So yeah he just kind of drops things off at people's doors every now and then that's fine yeah <laughs> anyways so back to christmas time because you know that's where we're supposed to be on your timeline merry christmas merry freaking christmas if you don't celebrate christmas happy holidays happy whatever hanukkah kwanzaa mm-hmm. if you don't celebrate any of those hope you're having a great december freezing that's a you problem <laughs> but i granted there's other holidays i'm just saying if you don't Celebrate holidays in December. Freeze. I don't know how to help you there. Happy Sunday. It is a Sunday, but I don't know when they're listening. We release on Sundays, guys. So if you're not running to us on a Sunday, we're probably offended. Happy insert day here. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Also, this week, jumping forward, this week, the week between Christmas and New Year's, I've taken the whole week off, granted. I also have two days off, like two paid holidays in that time frame. They give us Christmas and a floating holiday that we can use day before or day after Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I took those days off and then I took a couple days before Christmas off as well. So I've got like from December 20th to like the first off. What are you going to do with your life? Well, Cody's taking one of those weeks off. And so we're going to hang out and declutter the house a little bit more. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know that, but um, that's what we're going to (laughs) do. And, yeah, that's that's the plan. That's how it always ends up when when we end up, like, cleaning or something. I just tell James, like, hey, we're going to rip up the carpet in the whole house. And he's like, by we, do you mean me? And I'm like, oh, I'm pregnant. Yeah. Dang. Dang. <laughs> Anyways, okay, well, anything else you want to share before we jump into our socials? Nothing I can think of. Okay. I think it's social time. It's time to be, it's social hour. Um, before we do social hour, we should totally do a bash on dash. I'm just kidding. I just want to get my <laughs> dad. I want to get my dad's blood boiling because now mm-hmm. I'm reminding him that I tattled on him back in the beginning of November, actually October, because it was on Halloween that I tattled on him. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> um So I'm gonna have his blood boiling from that, and then threatening to bash on his dog. It's perfect. It's perfect. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so socials. We have Facebook, Instagram, X. Those are all up and going. Facebook, Instagram, Helen Hills Podcast. X is Helen Hills Pod. We have our email. So if you have ideas, suggestions, whatever you want to send to us, you can email us, Podcast at gmail.com. We also have our Discord, which is linked in our link tree, because I'm not going to remember the link to get to Discord. But if you Google Helen Hills Podcast link tree, we should be the first thing that pops up. So. We're right there. But if you struggle finding our link tree that has our Discord, our email, or the links to all of our socials, you can find us on Instagram, X, or Facebook. And we have that linked there as well. So you can go into the link tree and find everything. And we also have our Patreon up and going. uh Spoiler Amanda and I, after December 5th, I'm sure we'll be releasing Dreamlight Valley um game night episodes because multiplayer is coming. And we're nerds. We love Dreamlight Valley. Yeah. So- as long as it doesn't make me nauseous from the spinning that happens sometimes. Yeah, especially when all of a sudden you're like, I didn't even touch my mouse and now I'm spinning. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited for that and think that's everything. No, that's not. So if you guys enjoy listening to us, we also want to remind you guys to tell your friends, family to listen as well. It doesn't have to just be your friends. Go ahead and tell your enemies, acquaintances, whoever you want mm-hmm. um, to listen as well. That way that we can keep growing and providing you our bullshittery and our. Um, Incorrect speaking and our bad words and bad grammar that we all know you love. Yeah, strangers on the subway. Tell them too. Yeah, tell them about the Koisk. Tell them about the hop, skip, and a step. Tell them about the saber or the sabre. Tell them about. I can't think of anything else right now. There's been more. Those were just too far, ago, too long ago. Those were too those far were just back, too far ago, too far ago. Where we time traveled <laughs> this far forward, those are too far back. <laughs> I was thinking, like, <laughs> distance on our spreadsheet. They're too far <laughs> towards the top. <laughs> so, anyways, so that's where we're at. And now I think I'm ready for a story. Okay. Are you ready for me to bring it all the way down? No. Well, too bad. So, <sighs> I have a Christmas story for you. Not a good Christmas story. Uh uh-uh. No, it sucks. So, this is a story of the murder of Patricia Burns. Patricia Byrne, she was a nurse. She was spunky, outgoing. She loved to dance. Her daughter said that in her better days, they would just have random dance parties. Like in the house in the kitchen, just bust out into dancing. Might as well, right? Yeah, they in documentaries that I watched about this store, they very, very they their mom was just a very special person. Like lit up a room. Life of the party, just good-hearted. She sounded like a really special woman. Unfortunately, she had a really poor choice in men. This led to issues in her finding happiness. And um, at the time of her death, she actually had restraining orders out on more than one man. Ooh. In early to the mid-90s, Patricia worked at a Dunkin' Donuts and she specifically worked the drive through. I'm sure she worked other places, but in the drive through, one of her regular customers, Clifford Burns, he he would come through every day, eventually asked her for her number and she was I guess she was like, "Oh, he's cute." Or, you know, he he buys a lot of coffee. He he can treat me to plenty of coffee and donuts. Mhm. They they started going out. And he seemed like a catch. Clifford grew up in Niskayuna, which is a small town in Schenectady, New York. I just have to say, Schenectady is probably one of the most fun town names I've ever said in my whole last life. Schenectady? Schenectady. Schenectady. It's great. I love it. Um, He grew up, he has one brother, one sister. He owned his own business. He was an avid fisherman, and he, most importantly, he doted on Patricia's kids. This guy's a catch, right? No, I'm going to say no, just based off mm. of the fact we're talking about it. Well, she reeled him in, and it was a fish pun for you. She reeled you it in. It. Uh, in, 90, in 1997, Clifford and Patricia got married. And Patricia had two daughters when they got married from a previous relationship, Megan and Crystalline. Clifford and Patricia, they went on to have two more daughters together, Autumn and Harley. Now, Megan, Clifford's stepdaughter, she was about five when they got married, and she said that Clifford was a good man, and he changed pretty much right after they got married. She said that he started abusing Patricia. It kind of started with like pushing and slapping, Um, and one of their other daughters, Their daughter, Harley, uh, Patricia and Clifford's daughters, Harley described watching their dad sitting on top of Patricia and hitting her in the face. Yeah, I I hate that because I feel like a lot of times you hear that where it's like they were totally great up until they got married, as if Mm -hmm. marriage changes a person's ability to leave. Yeah. And it's like, I guess it's just like a mask comes off. Like they just take it off and... His, uh or their, excuse me, Patricia's daughter described him as just having a lot of rage. Charlie said that it was, they would have good Christmases, and they would have like great family vacations, and Patricia would kind of put her foot down, and their dad would leave, and he would weasel his way back in and come back. For like two weeks, he would be a great dad. He'd give them gifts. He'd just be like Father of the Year, and then it's just the same old cycle. Over, it's very, and over again. It's very manipulative. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I've changed. Here's all the good, and then yes, back to the it's, bad. It's manipulative, and it's just I I can't imagine the constant back and forth between abuse and gifts and sweetness, and it's just. That's a that's real whiplash right there, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Clifford, he claims to have had a traumatic childhood. Not His an father, excuse. Not an excuse. Not an excuse. No, a lot of people go through this and they don't make these decisions. His father, James Burns, he was abusive towards Clifford's mother, Edith. And at one point, he even shot her in the arm. James ended up committing suicide in 1984 after kidnapping Edith. And shooting a police officer. Yeah, that's traumatic. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. That's pretty traumatic. Now, Edith survived this, um, and she did. She did go on to live the rest of her life with her children. Um, but like you said, it's not really an excuse. No, not not an excuse to inflict continue that suffering the, on yeah, someone else. To continue else. the cycle. Yeah. Patricia and Clifford, now they were married for 15 years, and Patricia was abused throughout these 15 years. Now, the girls, they were never physically abused. They did say their dad never laid a finger on them, but they still had to see their mom go through this, and they were completely helpless. I was going to say, I'm sure that's horrifying to a a young kid who Mm -hmm. has no idea how to help, no way to know, you know, like how to get someone an adult out of that situation especially since they're dependent on that adult right and they're they're girls too so it's just it's like they're being unintentionally taught that this is this is what this is a relationship this is how a man treats a woman right the marriage came to an end in 2012 and it happened after a horrible tragedy Crystalline went to sleep one night and never woke up. She died in her sleep. They still have no idea what happened. They did two autopsies and it's still listed as a natural death with no obvious causes. But according to Megan, this kind of seemed to change her mother. She started standing up for herself. She left Clifford. She got a 5-year restraining order, divorced him, she got child support and she started working at a hospice center as a nurse. And And Crystaline, she she was one of the ones that they shared, right? No, she was Patricia's daughter, Clifford's stepdaughter. Okay, sorry, I got got it mixed up. Too many names. No, you're good. Um, And she, she moved into an apartment, Patricia moved into an apartment above a hardware store in Lake Luzerne, New York. And this was about an hour away from Clifford back in Schenectady. Megan and Autumn moved with her, but... Harley, she chose to stay with her dad and she said that in the beginning it was great. He gave her shopping money. They had a good relationship and after a few months without her mother there, he started verbally abusing her and he she said that he would just call her horrible names and after a while she decided to go back and move in with her mother. Now during this time that Harley was staying with her dad, Patricia had started seeing a new boyfriend, Ted Bacchus. They dated for a little while when Ted assaulted her and fired a gun into the ceiling. And he was arrested after a standoff with police. She needs a dating expert. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Not,
0: not, not to be mean to Patricia, but maybe she, we we need to take a break from dating from from like from the way her daughters described her, she did not know her worth. And that's really, really sad mm-hmm. Now, Ted Bacchus, he pled guilty to he pled guilty to one misdemeanor of discharging a firearm. He was given probation and court ordered not to see Patricia for three years. I tried to find a little more info on this. I could not find much, but multiple sources stated that it did get a lot of media attention around this area of New York because um this feels like a slap on the wrist considering you hit a woman and shot a gun in there into the ceiling. Yeah. And then hold up. I was um, going to say this feels like it's not enough. Well, that's kind of why it got so popular, because it's rumored he got off easy, because he was the brother of two sheriff deputies. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It mattered to them, I guess. I'm just saying, it doesn't matter, because Mm -hmm. if your brother is going to do shitty things, he should be in shitty places like jail. Oh, I completely agree. This, This shouldn't matter at all. But, like I said, I could not find any... Any this or that on that case? So this is just what the sources that I found stated. Mm -hmm. On December 22nd, 2013, the girls had moved past all this and they're getting ready for Christmas. Patricia, she was 42 years old at the time. Megan was 22, Harley was 16, and Autumn was 14. They were at home and they're all just hanging out, getting ready for Christmas right around the corner. And Autumn decided to reach out to her dad. She hadn't spoken to him in eight months. So she sent him a simple text message that said, Merry Christmas. Clifford texts back, I have a special gift coming soon. Something for everyone to talk about. And it will be hand delivered on foot, not by car. I don't like that. They didn't either. This, they, the girls took this as a threat. I mean, I would too. Oh, absolutely. That's, it's chilling. They showed their mom and Megan recalls asking her, is he going to come here and kill us? And Patricia told them, no, Megan, he's mean. He's evil. He's not that evil. So she kind of quelled their anxieties. I also feel like that's a good mom to be like, look, I know you're afraid of your dad, but he's not like kind of like, she's not covering for the shit he did, but she's also trying to be like, don't have that image of your dad. Isn't yes. Isn't that it's, Like, spoiler alert, is so heartbreaking, but the fact that everything he's done and that really creepy text message, and she's still defending him to their kids. Yeah, and I think that's good co-parenting from my Mm -hmm. perspective. 100% agree with you. Autumn replied to her dad, get it together, I know what you think you want to do, and believe me, that won't end well. The only reason you feel so bad is because of what happened between your parents. Oh, don't provoke him, sweetheart. Yeah. I I want to say, like, damn, Autumn. Like, I know you're hurt and upset because there's a lot of history, but Mm -hmm. let's not provoke him. He's already crazy. Oh, girl. Just wait. After this, there were no more text messages exchanged that night. Two days later, Christmas Eve. Patricia, Megan, and Autumn were home preparing Christmas dinner. And Harley, that she had gone out with her friends to do some last minute Christmas shopping. And as Patricia was preparing the turkey, there was a knock at the door. She goes and answers the door, and a man dressed in army fatigues and a face mask barged into the home. He pinned Patricia against the wall and stabbed her in the stomach with a knife. The girls are watching this happen. Autumn was frozen in terror, and Megan, she ran to help her mom and yelled at Autumn to call the cops. During the struggle, Megan just happened to pull the mask down, and it was Clifford. The man had Patricia pinned, and he was repeatedly, repeatedly stabbing her, and she was just begging him to stop. Megan, while she was trying to help her mom fight Clifford off, she was wounded when he cut her and she ended up with a deep slash on her arm while autumn called an ambulance megan ran from the house and clifford followed her while she was trying to get away she described kind of trying to jump over a snowbank and she ended up getting stuck in it and it was it's just it's chilling because she was talking about trying to get away and she couldn't And she just knew at any minute that she was going to feel the knife in her back. I hate it. As she struggled and Clifford approached her, some people eating in a diner nearby heard her screams and they came to help her. And when Clifford Uh, saw them coming, he he fled. He ran. Paramedics rushed both Patricia and Megan to the hospital. And I did want to add, there is um, 911... uh, I'm sorry, what's the word? It's not footage. Audio. Audio, thank you. There is nine one one audio out there. You can hear the phone call. It's it's absolutely heartbreaking. She's begging. Autumn is begging them to send somebody, get there quick. Her sister's bleeding. Her mom's bleeding, and she's just begging them to get there. Patricia was stabbed multiple times in the chest and abdomen, and she unfortunately succumbed to her wounds that night. Megan's arm was cut all the way through to the bone but surgeons were able to save it which that shows some serious rage yes um i don't know if i specified it was a hunting knife so it wasn't like wasn't a tiny little knife but it like when megan said that he was full of rage she was not lying and we're yeah i'm I'm about to to show you that um meanwhile as this happened clifford was leading police in a high-speed chase that ended when he parked at a sheriff's department. He surrendered. And, obviously, he was immediately arrested. And he told police, I just wanted to see my babies at Christmas. I'm sure you would have been allowed to see them. hmm Especially since one of them reached out. hmm I'm sure it could be... Like, he was paying child support. Like, I'm... Um, so, I'm... Um, and if he would have just, like, the way Patricia was defending him to their daughters, I'm sure that she would have been willing to set something up. Like, maybe she wouldn't have been there, but you didn't even try. Right. I'm going to show you a video that I think, I'm, I'm going to show you a video, and I want you to share your thoughts on okay. this video. This is, to. oh, too damn bad. This is two minutes of a five-hour interview. Okay, Oof. what do you fucking expect? That's what I'm saying. like he's upset. You stabbed her multiple times, okay, okay. So couple things. Mm-hmm. first thing, I was very uncomfortable with him and his. His quote, unquote, crying because I don't really feel like he was Genuine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like he was very genuine. um, in the sense that I felt like he was trying to get sympathy. like he was just trying to get, oh, I just wanted to see my kids. I just wanted to see my kids. And then he flipped. He's unhinged. He just flipped. So I don't understand. First of all, I don't understand how he thought, oh, telling them I want to see my kids is going to make this any better. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. And then why was he so focused on, what was his name again, the other guy? Uh, Ted Backus. Why was he so, I kept wanting to say Ted Bundy, and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> but why was he so focused on Ted Backus? Like, not really any of his concern. He's not the judge, jury, or anyone involved in that case. He's uh, He was upset because he kind of got off with a slap on the wrist when he put his ex-wife and his daughters in danger. Okay. I, I understand that. I, cause I'm not happy about it, but we're talking about what you just did to your ex-wife and your stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. Who put them in more of danger? I'm sorry. That would be you. You intentionally went and stabbed Patricia. However, many times you attacked Her daughter, Megan. Not even your daughter. Her daughter. Right. And I also found interesting that he went after the stepdaughter. He didn't go after Autumn. Say her daughter. Didn't you say that Megan was kind of trying to interfere or intervene in some way? Yes. So it's Mm -hmm. more likely that he would go after Megan for that than he would his Mm -hmm. daughter. Because his daughter was calling police or frozen in fear, you know, trying to get bodily functions running at that point mm-hmm. so that that's not as surprising um, especially because Megan is at this she's the oldest right yeah she was 22 at the time so if she's the oldest she's got a little bit more sense knows to be like hey call police and she's trying to stop not that not that that was the best but it probably saved hers and her sister's life like oh for was, sure he was not Stopping and, and sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, and the fact that he went in with a mask on, mm-hmm. expecting to not be caught, co- like I feel like he didn't plan to be caught, like he didn't plan for any of them to know it was him. You know what I mean, like he went in thinking, no one's gonna get this mask off of me, and my girls are never gonna I think in his mind, it was gonna go two different ways, right? I think in his mind, either he was gonna successfully kill Patricia, mm-hmm. whether he admits to it or not, I don't know, but he was going to kill Patricia, leave, and then he would get custody of the girls. Because now he can see his girls, right? Right. Or or he was going to be seen and kill all of them because he didn't want to get caught. Another thing he did mention in the video was saying uh, he was upset about having to pay child support. Well, that's a him problem. Don't have kids if you don't want to pay child support. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Like one way or whether you are you have custody of the child or not, you are paying, like, I shouldn't say that. if you are separated mm-hmm. and you're paying child support, it's going to be the same as if you were together because you're still paying for that child, right? Exactly. Yeah. so what one way or another, you're paying for child support, whether you're with mm-hmm. the person or not, and you're not paying your ex. you are you're paying your child. like you're you're taking care of your child. If you care about them. So, so much. Why is paying child support, why does that make you angry? Right. I don't understand. Like, yes, the money may go to your wife, but it's so that she, or your ex-wife, so she can, I don't know, support the children. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that everyone is that way, because I've heard plenty of really effed up child support things. Um, yeah, But, in, based in on what case, we know about Patricia, it doesn't sound like she was that kind of person. Right. It sounds like she was 150% her children, all the way. Right. So for me, he was, he knew what he was doing. I 1000% agree with you. And then in that video, he's, he's really, he's crying, really hysterical. I just want to see my girls. And then all of a sudden, he's jumping out of his seat, lunging at the investigator, Mm -hmm. trying to get his hand out of the hand, shaking the table. Mm -hmm. Not almost destroyed the computer that was on the table. I do like the fact that the investigator, didn't flinch at all either when he jumped at him. This guy was like, "You're you're dumb. Calm down." Yeah. All, I will, all I'm asking is where you what you were doing. Yeah. Well, my question is, why was there a computer on that table that they're handcuffing people to? Like that I doesn't don't seem know. logical. No, Podfather, is that how it is? Because it doesn't seem like a good idea. Dad, let us know if you guys intentionally. Maybe that's what they were doing. Is they were putting the computers that needed to be replaced on that table and expecting yes. They're mm-hmm. like, look, this guy got really heated during this interrogation. This yeah. is how we get IT to replace our shit. We need a new deal, guys. Done. So that, okay. okay. So, prop plan, that worked. If that's how they use my tax dollars with that kind of thought process, I'm not going to complain about it. At no. least they're creative. The, you know what? It's fine. <laughs> but point is, he goes from one extreme to another. Mm-hmm. So quickly. It was just crying about his girls, then lunging in anger, and then freaking out and calling Patricia all these really awful names, and then crying because he killed her. Mm -hmm. Not even because he killed her, because she was dead. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, what was your goal? Right. Like, what did you expect to happen? You stabbed her repeatedly. Mm -hmm. You knew. You knew what your intention was. What he's crying about is that he's going to face murder charges. Well, I like that you said that. The fact that he he knew what his intention was. Because this wasn't in the video, but later in this interview, because like I said, that was two minutes of five hours, guys. Uh, Later in the interview, he's quoted saying, when you go get married, what do they say? Till death do us part, baby doll. Oh, I hate him so much. Mm -hmm. He's... I don't even know. He's a testicle. Oh, he's the worst. And what's what's really like to add to this heartbreaking story? um While this is happening, while police are chasing him, while the ambulance is at the apartment, Harley wasn't there. She was Christmas shopping with her friends. In a documentary I watched, she talked about how she found out she found out on facebook because people were uh you know you get notifications when somebody writes on your friend's wall she mm-hmm. was getting notifications and she was seeing that her sister's friends were writing on her wall saying like are you okay why is the ambulance at your house i don't understand why they weren't texting her and why they were doing social media but maybe they had maybe this is just a mindset for me. But, like, if I'm checking to see if someone's okay, I'm not going to Facebook. Yeah, I didn't get that part either. Maybe they didn't I, have the, her phone number? Because, well, like, I have friends on Facebook, I don't have their phone number. But even then, I'm not I'm not going to write on your wall, I'll message right. you. But if they're neighbors, why are there police at your house? I would assume mm-hmm. they would be close enough to have... Yeah. a phone number or just to have common sense to private message her however maybe it was just to get like attention to be like hey does anyone know if she's okay like i posted on her wall anyone can respond yeah okay i didn't think of that part i just so, thought it was kind of tacky <clears throat> but, but it still sucks because that's great. that's how harley's finding out and that's she mm-hmm. she's out shopping with friends she has no idea about the horrors that are happening and her sisters and mom can't exactly call her at that moment. Yeah. And I'm sure investigators were like, okay, she's out shopping with friends. She's probably safe. We do need to find her. But our priority is finding this dipshit. Yeah. So I can't, I cannot. imagine. That's so, just another, fo- that's just more trauma. There, that, there's another thing for me is if they know that, and I don't know, because obviously the older sister Megan and the mom were sent to the hospital. But if police were notified of Harley's existence, wouldn't they want to get her in custody to make sure she's safe? Because they don't know if her father's looking for the girls. From what she said, once she found out, like once she saw all this happening, um, if I remember correctly, she couldn't really get a hold of anybody. So she said she had her friends take her home. So she went back when she saw all this go down. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying that takes time. So I would think as soon as police... And maybe they hadn't been notified of her existence at that point, right? But if they had been, I would think that they would be looking for her to ensure her safety because they don't know if her dad's now looking for her because she wasn't in the home, mm-hmm. yeah. Or, that, okay. or if she was already even harmed, they don't. They wouldn't have known that. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I have a lot of split emotions about this with her finding out about it on a Facebook post. Yeah, I'm sorry. Clifford Burns was 46 at the time of his arrest, and he does, by the way, he goes by Cliff, and that's exactly why I keep calling him Clifford, because fuck you. He was 46 at the time of his arrest, and he was charged with second-degree murder. He accepted a plea deal and was sentenced to 23 years to life in prison, and at his hearing, Clifford attempted to retract his guilty plea. He had a new lawyer that argued that Clifford had an ineffective counsel dur- uh, at the time of this plea. They always do. He also argued that Clifford was unfit to enter an intelligent plea due to a meeting with his daughters who had been coached by a district attorney into coercing him to take the plea deal. So, I don't think. He's ever, just based on that video, I don't think this man's ever going to be fit to enter an intelligent plea deal. No. So, shut up, Clifford. Uh, His lawyer also argued that Clifford didn't bring the knife with him. They said that it was Patricia's knife. Bullshit. If she has answered the door and he immediately starts stabbing her, he brought that with her, with him. That was my thought. Either you brought it with you or you you have it somewhere. Right. And like she y'all are divorced. Do you what are the chances that she just you know left and not, left something at your place? And even at that, he's saying that he got it, it was hers. It, he got it while he was there. He didn't bring it with him. He's yeah. full of shit. Uh 100% agree. I am ask, uh wondering about this this letter here i'm glad i'm I'm almost to that okay uh finally clifford's lawyer argued that he was in an emotional state due to child support and the incident that happened with patricia's ex-boyfriend ted bacchus okay that was long enough ago that he shouldn't be in an emotional state he was upset he was really sad i don't give a shit shit i don't either because you know what people get sad bro and they don't they do this is. yeah but the, the child support he, how does that make him emotional maybe it makes him stressed okay but again maybe if you don't want to pay child support don't have children mm-hmm. right that's as simple as it gets yeah. and if you don't want to get a divorce don't beat your, your wife real simple r- really simple fixes to these problems right. simple solutions bro So I guess there's that where I'm sorry, but there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people paying child support today Mm -hmm. that are not that stressed and that are more stressed than you, sir, because they have more children or they're paying more or whatever it may be. And they're not doing this. No, just you, buddy. And in addition to that, what was his other excuse that he was upset about Ted Backus? Yeah. Okay, that was... I, I'm sorry, I think everyone was probably upset about Ted Backus. Mm-hmm. And he had no right to be that upset. Maybe about the girls' safety. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. They were fine. There was a five-year restraining order? Um, Five years against Clifford. I believe it was three against Ted. Okay, there was a restraining order. So they were doing yeah. something to protect themselves, whether it was big or small. But he was not a factor by this time, right? He wasn't, no one was thinking about Ted Backus on Christmas Eve. No. They were planning a dance party, okay? Mm-hmm. And you ruined that. And making Christmas dinner. Yeah. Well, the, the DA, her story was way different. She said Clifford got to the apartment with the knife he was wearing camouflage, he was wearing a mask, and they also found this little note that you touched on earlier back in the back on the table in his house in Niskayuna, New York, and this it's basically just scribbled out real quick. At the top, it says December 24th, 2013. I, Clifford R. Burns, leave all possessions spelled wrong because he's dumb. And vehicles to my three children, Harley, Autumn, and Samantha, Burns, to divided equally for college and whatever. And then he signed it. And then somebody else signed it at the bottom. Looks like Paul Danger or something. I don't know. Paul Darger is what it looks like to me. But they entered this into evidence as well. Mm -hmm. As they should. Clifford's attorney, he argued that this was because Clifford knew he was breaking a protection order, so he was probably going to go to jail. But the DA also entered the text message that he had sent to his daughter on the 22nd, just two days earlier. And basically, they're doing this because they're trying to argue intent. Oh, he had every intent.
1: And I say Mm -hmm. that
0: because just the fact that he was wearing a mask, Mm -hmm. he intended to hide his identity. He intended to hide that. Mm -hmm. He didn't park at the property. He walked just like the text message said he was going to deliver this on foot. At his hearing, at this hearing, all three daughters gave victim impact statements. Good God. Harley, she said, and these, these are all quotes from these girls. Harley said, what's a 15 year old girl supposed to do without her mother? You didn't think about your old child, your own children. Autumn said, I lost my best friend. And Megan said, what Cliff really took from me that Christmas Eve was my heart. Along with sentencing Clifford to 23 years to life in prison. The judge also barred him from reaching out to the girls. And Clifford argued with him about this. He argued he had the right to see his children. Nope. You lost that right, sir. That's exactly what the judge said. The judge told him Burns had lost all custodial rights, having committed, quote, outrageous abuse of his children by murdering their mother yeah he did the the judge he did say that autumn and harley they're both allowed to waive the no contact order once they turn 18 and as far as i could find neither of them had any plans to do that good now the girls according to the documentary they were doing well uh more recently despite what happened they continued their schooling they went to college And Megan told the media that Patricia would be proud that we didn't let the situation break us, but we let it make us. That's the the story of Patricia Burns. Do we know where the girls went after all of this happened, like custody-wise? Like, I know Megan was on her own, but the two youngest. I tried to find that. I assume they stayed with Megan. They may have stayed with family. There wasn't really much on, like, what happened. They were still really young. Like, Autumn was 14. Yeah. And you can see in the first picture, like, these girls were young. Yeah. Because you can tell in that first picture. Um, You guys, it probably won't be the first picture that we post. Sorry. But you can definitely tell. You can see who Megan is. She has her arm wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can see the youngest. You can see all three of them, but just it's so hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate that man so much. And the I way like he spoke all. about Patricia. Yeah. Uh-uh. He he doesn't deserve any leniency. He doesn't deserve to see any of the girls. Him and his red lobster looking face. <laughs> He's so red. I so glad he has a terrible complexion. <laughs> we can get one takeaway out of this, he sucks. He's gross. He's gross. He looks like a lobster. Mm -hmm. In every picture. He's still in prison. And he'll be in prison for a hot minute. Good. Good. Mm -hmm. Stay there. Bye. I hated that. Uh, I'm sorry. Merry Christmas. Well, do you want me to make it better with a story? That would be great. Okay. Well, I have one hell of a story for you. And I'm I'm lost. Really? I'm really excited. So I'm kind of excited. I'm like 50% excited only because this was supposed to be a little bit different. This mm-hmm. was supposed to be a Cryptid by State episode. hmm And that was because I'm so excited to get through to California. And my OCD tendency is not letting me just skip to California. So I was like, I'll do Arkansas. Okay. And I found one cryptid that took up like four pages. And I was like, I'm not doing another cryptid. So... We I'm are not doing Arkansas cryptids, but this is a cryptid from Arkansas. I'm really interested to know what the hell is going on here. <laughs> okay. So we are going to talk about the White River Monster. Have you ever heard of it? The White River Monster? Uh-huh. Oh my God. Never. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. So the White River Monster is... We're, I th- I think he might be one of my favorites right now. But maybe it's because mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't done a good cryptid story in a while. I don't know. Okay. So the White River Monster, while they are often believed to have ties back to the Quapaw Indians, the first noted sighting was actually in 1912. Now, the Quapaw Indians shared tales of this creature and the account claimed that the creature would overturn canoes and then would just sink back to the depths of the river. Just to go back. Like, just dump you out and then go on about their day? Yep, peace out. Oh, okay. They, the sources did not say anything else happened. Uh, that does not mean that they were, there weren't other things that happened. Now, some also attribute some uh, happenings during the Civil War to the White River Monster as well. Specifically, the claim is that the White River Monster was responsible for overturning a boat that would affect some of the battles during the Civil War. And this was a boat that was a Confederate gunship that was loaded with munitions. And it was sunk by the White River Monster. And then he was on the Union side? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so sink the boat, go back to his, his area. Okay, cool. But ultimately, what you'll see is those first two, you don't typically have a lot of details. Like, I was able to find details about them, but a lot of sources will just overlook those. Cool. And they'll go straight to some sightings that happened starting in December 1912. In December of 1912, a report stated that timber workers floating a raft of cedar on the White River had seen something large on the bottom. And they claimed that at first they believed it was a boulder, but soon they were like, oh no, it's actually a giant turtle. And this this river's deep, 60 feet deep, if not more in areas, right? Okay. So they're like, oh, this is a boulder, convinced it's a giant turtle. And they're like, it has to be at least 300 pounds. And they're like, okay, this is the first sighting of the White River monster. Or that's what a lot of people cited it as. But again, this is one of those where a lot of sources don't actually attribute this sighting as being a sighting of the White River monster. So take it with a grain of salt there. Now on July 1st, 1915, this is when we really do get like our first White River Monster claim. And July 1st, a plantation owner near the White River in Arkansas would claim to see a monster in the river. He described it as having gray skin. He claimed it was, quote, as wide as a car and three cars long. Oh. So he's saying something and it's terrifying. But the the sightings were pretty few and far. They were very sparse at this time. No one was like, oh yeah, we see that regularly. It was like, I hear a onesie-twosie, you know? hmm And it's so sparse that the next documented sighting was 22 years later. Uh, yeah, that feels a little, a little sparse. Right. In January 1937, the monster would again be spotted, this time by re- recreational fishermen. They noted they were having a hard time catching any fish. Um, and then they would see the monster and report it to a nearby plantation owner, uh, Bromlett Bateman. Also, Bromlet Bateman was their boss. So they're like, hey, boss, there's, there's something going on in this river. You, you might want to come check her out. You should have just weren't bad fishermen. I questioned that as well to be like, is it a monster or is it you guys? Yeah, Were y'all just like slacking off and then didn't have any fish to bring back? And you were just like, no, we tried. There is a giant monster Bank. in the yeah. water yeah and there's no fish so what yeah. do you want us to do well it ate here's the all the fish and it took my left arm here's the thing is they have a very open-minded boss because bateman he actually confirmed the sighting he even signed an affidavit of what had been seen what? did he see it yeah uh-huh. oh yeah he saw it oh so huh. he claims to have seen it and there's also three other affidavits that would be signed. One person that signed it was actually a deputy sheriff. Okay. So, you know, people are saying they're seeing this thing. But Bateman would go on to describe the monster as having the skin of an elephant. He believed it to be four to, feet, four to five feet wide and 12 feet long. Good God. He claimed it had the face of a catfish, but it was ultimately sea serpent-esque. I don't like it. No. Because I don't like either of those. Because catfish, they can get real big. Really big. Like, swallow people whole big. Yeah. And so you're saying like, put the head of a catfish on a serpent? Ugh, that's gross. No. Awful. Ask me if I'm gonna swim in a river around here. No. Were you going to before? Maybe. Not anymore. Not White River, that's for sure. <laughs> well... What they described seeing is this creature lolling is what they called it on the surface of the water. And he would state he actually saw this creature surface in the late afternoons. It would then float or swim around for t- five to 15 minutes. The entire time it would keep its head under the water. And they would just see that on the reg, like on the regular. No big deal. What are you doing? Why? What do you want, sir? Um, I don't think they had a way to communicate with it. It was only 1937. They could have, like, thrown it a, I don't know, a frog or something. See if it ate it. Well, here's the thing. Give the fish some bread. Well, here's the thing. Is Bateman was not messing around with this thing. He wholeheartedly believed this creature was a threat to his crops. His crops? His crops. His crops on dry land? Yeah, because he believed this thing had legs and could come out of the water. So okay, okay, hold on, <laughs> Mr. Bacon, I know sorry. I haven't mentioned the legs yet, but yes, they do believe that he has legs and can come up out of the water. So they have seen this 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 catfish serpent snake thing every day for ten to fifteen minutes in the I don't evening know if it's every day, but they're seeing it regularly. Okay, regularly in the evening, ten to fifteen minutes. It kind of like. This is just around the top of the water for a little while and then goes about its day. And they just assume that it has legs and is going to come eat his corn? Yeah, I guess so. Look, all I know is he is not, those are his crops. He is not taking any chances. And I'm not a farmer. I'm not a plantation owner. I don't know. So maybe it was, look, you're contaminating my water. Or it was like... If there is a possibility that you can come on land, I don't need my crops destroyed because that's my livelihood. Please tell me he wages war with this thing. That's what I want you um, to tell me right now. Kind of. Not really. Um, it's 1937, too. So keep that in mind. Okay, So he got a pitchfork. Tests. No, but he does come up with a rather explosive plan. Ex- get <sighs> stuck the front door. Tell me all about it. He planned to blow up the eddy where the monster was spotted that feels like it would do more damage than help bateman however he so he makes this plan but he is a law-abiding citizen damn it he's not just gonna go buy tnt and blow up the eddy he's gonna ask authorities for permission first and he's denied they're like no you you may not put tnt right there and blow shit up was he put on a list by chance along with this to be like, hey, no. if you ever go out to this house, just be warned. He's a little a kooky. Yeah. A no. A kooky. But he does get some media sensation. Of course he does. He absolutely. He absolutely does. And this would bring visitors from all over. A lot of people coming with cameras. Some people just coming with explosives and machine guns. Just, they are, these people had his back. They were ready. Yeah, in the 30s, 37. You just got people coming with cameras and machine guns. But you're worried about this thing trampling your crops with its supposed feet? Oh, you hold on. Because so at this time there's over a hundred confirmed sightings of this creature because people are here they're checking it out, and during this little mini craze, Bateman he's like I'm gonna capitalize on this and he sets up a viewing area. Okay, well that that's kind of smart. I'm not gonna lie. He charges twenty five cents for a chance to see the White River Monster, and he wasn't I'm- stopping there. He also sold some sandwiches and beverages for okay. The visitors. Okay. Uh- I can kind of get behind this. I'm, I'm with him on the, on this and this alone. On this and this alone. I appreciate you know, his um... ingenuity, mm-hmm. his yes. entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit. spirit. That's what yeah, I was looking for. The entrepreneurial good... spirit. Thank yeah. you. So he kind of sets up shop. He's like charging people for money or charging people to view it. And I mean, like I said, there's just so much interest in this creature that. Locals they begin constructing a rope net, and this is meant like they had dimensions, or so, like it's going to be forty feet long, fifteen feet wide. We're going to do this, this, and this, and we're going to capture. Like we're going to have just people going up the <laughs> river to catch this thing, right? Like people okay. were set. This was, however, not successful because there was not enough money and not enough materials to continue this project. Also, very shocking that so. they, they didn't have enough net to catch something that's what'd you say four foot wide 12 feet long uh-huh i thought they had it honestly they, a couple more potato sacks they'd have been right there with it they were almost there <laughs> but they gave up they did and the sightings of this creature spurred one miss ethel smith to come forward about her experience of course ethel has an experience She would come forward and claim that in 1924, 13 years prior, she had actually seen this creature while on vacation with her family. And her description lined up pretty well with the descriptions of what others were now seeing. She is quoted saying, it was making a loud blowing noise, but never showed its head or tail. It was a terrible looking thing with a dingy gray crusted hide. It frightened me badly. So whatever she saw was awful. That feels a little harsh. A dingy, gray, crusted hide. Did you really need all of those aggressive adjectives? Yes. It frightened her badly. We'll leave it alone, <laughs> Ethel. She was on vacation with her husband and children. Whose fault is that? The, the White River Monster. He's just over here blowing his spout. I don't know. Just Just chill and live in life. Okay. I'm just telling you how she explained it. Well, Ethel, you feel like a lot to me. And a spoiler. uh, I guess not spoiler. And also, this is also the time when the man claiming to have seen the creature in 1915 would come forward as well. So he hadn't come forward in 1915. He came forward in 1937. But most people cite his as the first. First visual contact of this thing i guess i mean i kind of get that if like you know it's like like we hear it a lot with um with alien stories people don't want to speak up because they don't want to they don't want to be shunned they don't want to be that person that's like you're crazy i will be that person i'm already that person yeah i'm gonna be like the first person i'm calling i'm gonna be like james i saw a ufo i know you don't believe me i gotta call bryce i love you bye and then i'm gonna call you And I'm going to be like, tell me all about it. Do you Mm -hmm. remember anything? Are you missing chunks of time? Uh, Did you see flashing light? Did you see anyone get abducted? Were you abducted? Were you probed? If you were probed, should we take you to the hospital? Have you been to the hospital? Have you called anyone? Have you called police? Can you imagine? I just got dizzy. That was a lot of questions. (laughs) But I will say, if I got probed, I want to know, does it cure ulcerative colitis? Does it make it worse? Please don't make it worse. Does it cause ulcerative colitis? Is that why Is that you have- why I have it? Is that why the doctors don't know what causes it? Hold on. Hold on. I think we have a huge medical breakthrough. Are you missing any chunks of time in your life at all? All the Are time, any- yes. I thought it was just my memory, but it, it, I could just <laughs> be abducted all the time. You're constantly being abducted. Sorry. Anyways, back to the White River Monster. So... The man in 1915, he comes forward at this time, and we also kind of stop seeing the creature. Like, it stopped showing up. And when the sightings of the creature stopped, everyone essentially turned on Bateman. The Wow, Edith is the one that called him Krusty. <laughs> Ethel? Oh, not yeah, edith but good sorry. try <laughs> so so basically the, like the construction of this net failed they even had a deep sea diver that failed to find any evidence of this creature and no one's seeing it anymore oh yeah by the way they brought in a deep sea diver what he didn't are find you anything doing down there what, this guy's 12 feet long and four foot wide that means his mouth has to be big enough to eat you that's how math works that's that's how our math works that's Helen Hill's <laughs> math yes anyways he was fine he survived he didn't see anything and no one's seeing this thing anymore and people start kind of connecting dots and they're like well interesting the loch ness monster had been getting a big blast of coverage just a couple years prior in arkansas no it was in scotland but that was nationwide or international Okay. okay i got you so they were like, huh, interesting that, you know, over in Scotland, they're seeing this thing. And now we're getting kind of similar reports of this mm-hmm. thing just a few years later. And people start believing that this is Bateman's attempt to bring in additional cash flow to the area. Or it was just a really well-constructed hoax by Bateman. I mean, uh, he did bring in a cash flow. He did. He, for himself. Mm-hmm. He, he was like, 25 cents? You want to possibly see that, Oh. Uh, White River Monster, just down the way, go on. That's not even where we saw it, guys. It was on the other side. But it's funny. You want to see the good stuff, it's a dollar. If you want to see the good stuff, you got to buy this bologna sandwich and a Coke. And pay an extra pay. Yeah, you still have to pay the entry fee. But Mm -hmm. bologna sandwich, you're going to see them for for sure. For sure. We didn't put magic mushrooms on that at all either. Uh Uh-uh. No. No, no. That's an extra charge. (laughs) so people begin thinking okay this was probably a hoax by bateman and the the sightings die off and then in 1966 a crew of three recreational fishermen claim to see the monster again this time they describe it as having a mermaid-like tail a long body arm-like flippers and a head shaped like a monkey's i need y'all to make up your damn minds what Hold on. A head shaped like a monkey's? Yes. What is, how is a monkey's head shaped round? So is mine. I don't know. Okay. But that's all we have from that 1966 sighting. They're just like, yeah, had a head like a monkey's and flipper like a mermaid. I don't know what to tell you. And then in 1971, there are more sightings of this creature again. At least seven sightings. They would begin in the summer of 1971. The eyewitnesses claimed to see this cr- that claimed to see this creature would claim it was the size of a box car. It had a, one witness would claim it had a bone protruding from its forehead. And it looked like it was, its skin was peeling all over. But it wasn't scales. They were very clear that it w- looked like skin was peeling. And they believed that without that peeling skin, it looked as if it had a smooth texture closer to skin or flesh. I'm going to vomit. It also made strange no- noises that this witness said it sounded like a combination of a cow's moo and a horse's neigh. Oh, um, do we know if they ever demonstrated this sound? Not that I'm aware of. It sucks. Would you like to demonstrate? Can you do a moo and a neigh? No. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly like that. That's what the sound was. <laughs> I have no idea, but that's what we're dubbing the sound as. <laughs> now, on Toehead Island, there are even more accounts. This is still in 1971. Because what's happening is they have a different account of what the creature looked like. They believe this creature had a spiny back. It was 20 feet long. They claimed that it had. they had found three toed tracks on the shore that were 14 inches. The tracks were fourteen inches. And so three-toed tracks, toad, track? toad yeah. like okay, like it has three toes. Yeah, like to, sorry. like toes. I was thinking like a frog, like a toad, like no, not like a toad. Okay, that makes yeah, more sense. It just has toad tracks. Hey, I don't know what's happening here. Okay, I, I'm just listening, and you're making this more interesting. <laughs> we went from magic mushrooms to psychedelic <laughs> frogs. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Don't like the frogs, okay? It's, it's, <laughs> we've covered that before. Don't like the frogs. No, that's an extra charge. Yeah, that's an extra $1.50, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so they find these three toed, as in Tootsie Toes, tracks that were 14 inches. They're like, these are some damn big toes. And those tracks led down to the river through a path of bent trees and crushed brushes, which indicated to them that there was something large. That went in there into the vegetation. Okay. And these tracks, yeah, these tracks were assumed to be the monsters. And that same year, a man would claim to have photographed the creature, which I did add to the drive. That is the one that's actually labeled like 1971 picture. And you can see there is some disturbance on the water. What the? It looks like. Okay. So it looks like a cow's head, and maybe there is a rope of some sort <laughs> drifting behind it as it swims. That's its spiny back. No, that's that's a cow with a rope. OK. Whatever <laughs> you say. So in 1973, though, the Arkansas state Legislati- legislature really went all in for protecting this creature. What? Yeah. I mean they went maybe not all in, but pretty in for protecting a cryptid. They would pass a so uh-huh. oh, a bill would be signed that created the White River Monster Refuge. This refuge was along the White River. It is located between the southern point on the river known as Old Grand Glaze and the northern point on the White River known as Rosie. In this area, it is illegal to harm the monster since it's on its refuge. Specifically, it reads it is It banned anyone from, quote, molesting, killing, trampling, or harming the White River Monster. Okay. So, hey, by the way, in case you're wondering, Arkansas has some legislature to protect the White River Monster. That's good to know, in case I ever come across it when I'm nowhere near this river. Well, I mean, it's only in its refuge. If it's outside of that, every man... Oh, fair game. Yeah, fair game. Basically, it was described as from government's eyes. This thing was harmless. It had never hurt anyone, had never done anything to anyone. And so they didn't see a need in harming it. And so they were like, look, Bateman's crops were fine in 37. So we're just going to create this little area. This is its safe space. Nobody bug it in its safe space. Shut up, Bateman. So that's basically how it was explained. Now, as we start putting together pieces of what people saw, we know that most claims stated that this creature was gray. And in most versions, they stated it had peeling skin. The size did range widely from 12 to 65 feet based on the person reporting. The weight was pretty consistently estimated to be over a thousand pounds. It was consistently described as snake-like. It was... Common in many reports that the creature would appear after following a widening ring of bubbles. So they would see this widening, like a ring of bubbles. that's just growing. Mm-hmm. And then they would see this thing. They said thrash around for about five minutes, sometimes more. And then it would just dive back down. Oh, okay. Okay. In most reports, creature never showed its head. From what I could find, there was only one description of the creature having a horn. There were many descriptions that depicted the creature with a spiny backbone. And the creature is noted to often make a blowing or a bellowing noise as well. That's the the moon. The Uh, the, I forgot what I did. I don't remember. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But that's those are pretty consistently what we're going to see. Now, of course, the goal is to identify it with a known species for skeptics, right? Skeptics are like, absolutely not. This is a creature that we already know and see, and that people just aren't used to seeing. So we have biologist Roy Mackle. Roy believed that the creature was actually an elephant seal. If you're wondering, elephant seals are not typically found just roaming around in Arkansas. I was wondering. Thank you. We're looking at the Pacific. So if you're looking at a map, you're looking at the, West side of Mexico and the US along that coastline in the Pacific and up through Canada. So, or, pretty close to Arkansas. Not even close to Arkansas. Let's not confuse. <laughs> if you guys are not from America, I don't expect you to know where Arkansas oh, is, okay, but it's fair. not even close. No. So, there's that. And then there's also like South Pole, Antarctica. So, super close to Arkansas. <laughs> opposite of the US. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Not anywhere near Arkansas, but he believed that this elephant seal somehow found its way into the Gulf of Mexico. Not sure how, found a way in. Once this elephant seal was in the Gulf, it made its way up the Mississippi River. Then it found its way to the White River, which is then where the sighting started. And then it just found this little, this little patch of water was like, I like it here. Let me live here by myself. For years and years and terrorized this community. This uh-huh. homie over here thinks I've got it bad for his corn. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It's like, you okay. think I want your corn? Oh, not my cup of tea, but we'll stay for a while. And somebody, like, actually made this argument. He was a biologist and a cryptozoologist. So, yes, he did make this argument. He cited that some of his reasoning for believing this was an elephant seal is because elephant seals can grow up to be 22 feet in length. Jesus Lord, I I did not know that, and so I actually I actually put a picture of an elephant seal. I don't like it next to a human, grown man. Uh huh. I and it's taller than him by at least three feet, and still has plenty of fucking tail that we haven't measured. Am I afraid of elephant seals? <laughs> I, mean, I am after this research. Because I was like, they can be 22 feet. Oh no, thank you. Are they aggressive? I, I feel think like they can be. I think elephant seals are aggressive. Absolutely not. No, this is of the Hutt right here. Let me double check. Are elephant seals uh, aggressive? I'm pretty sure. Some encounters end with roaring and aggressive posturing. But many others turn into violent and bloody <laughs> battles. So yeah, <laughs> elephants. <laughs> What is aggressive posturing? Is that just where these elephant ears elephant ears these elephant seals just square up at each other aggressively yeah. they just like yep get back up off my woman. Yeah. Back. I think I think they call it a harem for elephant seals. Um but yes, they are they are they they can be aggressive. Um, so if you get too close to the females, they can often attack and bite. So don't, just don't mess with an elephant seal. 22 feet of that nonsense? No. Look at the size of that flipper. He could bitch slap the hell out of somebody. That's the size of this guy's head. His flipper is the size of this guy's body. This is, no, I'm uncomfortable. And I did add a picture of an elephant seal's face, which not to be that person, but I am not comfortable with what elephant seals look like. So anyways... Is is the one on bottom also an elephant seal? No. Okay, because I was gonna say that one looks rather cute. And then you got this guy up here. The only word that comes to mind is bulbous. No, I have everything labeled, so it's it says elephant seal, or we'll talk about the other one in a minute. Okay. So Oh yes. no, I'm sorry. I meant the one where you've got you got big nose up here, and then you got this one underneath that's just kinda like mm, sunlight. Oh, are you talking about the one in comparison to the man? No, the one after that. I don't know what one you're talking about. They're all labeled. All of the pictures are labeled if it's an ele- elephant seal or not. Are you talking about the, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, Beta. sixth picture? I put a note on it. It's the fifth picture. Oh, okay. I didn't notice that that one had two. They're both, no, they're both elephant seals. One's a male, one's a female. Oh, well, the females are quite cute. The males, Ooh, sorry for you. Yeah, one's a male, one's a female. Anyway, he smells really well. I don't care. <laughs> we'll talk about his trunk in a minute, though. So that was one thing that he cited was, hey, these things can get up to 22 feet. It's not native to Arkansas. So when people see it, of course, they're going to think monster. And he also he got some composite sketches from references and all of this stuff. And he just was like, this is an elephant seal. And the cited description of the horn He was like, this is just the seal's short trunk. Like, duh, it's just their trunk. That's what they got confused with. And that was his conclusion. Okay. Now, one of our favorite skeptics to hate. Do you know who I'm talking about? Favorite skeptics to hate. Yeah. He always blames owls. Always. Oh my God. What's his name? Joe Nickel. Yes, Joe Nickel yeah he i read an article he wrote so we're gonna talk about joe nickel and his thoughts because he criticized the conclusion that roy mackle came to he's like first of all location 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 this is not an elephant seal in arkansas it's an owl tell me it's an owl yes it's absolutely an owl that (laughs) fell in the water no it's not an owl he's like For him, he's like, how would an elephant seal just end up in the Gulf of Mexico? How how did it take this this wrong of a turn? Like they're not migrating from the north to the south. Like they're not. You've got your south and your north ones. You you don't have them going up and down. So it's not for him. He's like, it's not this thing. It's not this elephant seal. Okay. He, however, since he's a party pooper, he doesn't think it's a a monster. But he so thinks. Sorry, go ahead. Do you want me to speak, or do you want to want to ask? I mean, we can do both. Okay, go ahead. One, two, three. But he thinks. So, what does <laughs> Joe Nickel think it is? So Joe Nickel thinks that this is a Florida manatee, or aka a sea cow. How does that make any more? Sense? It's literally called a Florida manatee, Mr. Nickel. Well, explain. Hold on, we will. So, first of all, they do inhabit areas much closer to Arkansas. Closer to or in? Both. (laughs) Um, So, closer to Arkansas, according to Google, these manatees can get around 10 to 15 feet long. They have smooth gray skin. They can appear to have peeling skin due to the barnacle-like crust of algae or injuries due to boat propellers. Which is really sad. I hate that no. because manatees are so sweet. Yeah. So in an article that Joe wrote, he suggested that the horn description, he, it was actually just one of the manatees front flippers that was seen behind, besides its head while it was rolling over in the water. Party pooper. He also noted that the front flippers, that they have three nails on them. And he believed that these would be capable of leaving three, large three-toed tracks. Outside the The, the yes. manatees? Did the manatees come out the water? Yes, because man, that's my next bullet. He noted that manatees do crawl onto show, shore to graze on plants. So it's reasonable that the tracks were left by a manatee, according to Joe Nickel. But they said three-toed, right? I remember, because not toed. a frog, but yeah. three-toed. Yeah, But even though they have three, what the hell did he call them? He called them a claw-like? It's still round. Uh, I think maybe it's just the, because I did see a couple pictures where it showed where, hold on, Florida manatee flipper. Let me just pull that in. I'm being difficult. I'm sorry. I just don't like this guy. (laughs) I know. He's just a party pooper. So it is still rounded, but you can see in the picture I'm uploading right now that you can kind of see like where he's seeing a toe. And then I also did one of the bone structure. Okay. so. I would not call that a claw. I, I wouldn't either. I'm just saying that's what he called it. It looks more like a fingernail than a claw. It does. But he also noted that, hey, manatees make these blowing noises while in the water. That maybe sound like a moo and a horse neigh. That they do. And I think they also blow bubbles underwater. But I'm not defending him. <laughs> I think we, he's full don't, of it. we don't defend Joe. Amanda no. and I do not. We absolutely will never defend Joe. Absolutely not. Joe Nickel, leave the manatees and the freaking owls alone. The other thing with these manatees is it's common for these creatures to venture. They're very migratory. So they're, they're found naturally in the Gulf of Mexico. Like, they're just there. And they're also found from Texas to Massachusetts. So, these migratory animals, it's very possible they could migrate from the Gulf up to Arkansas. No problem. They also are able to adapt from freshwater to saltwater. Okay, that is a little interesting. I felt like Mr. Joe Nickel had a point, and I didn't like any of it. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm gonna give it to you. That is a good point, but I still don't like it. Yeah. I don't like either of these, honestly. Like, you could have told me it was a catfish, and I would have believed you more. Yeah. Another theory of what this creature is, is cited... I mean, it's cited in most sources as being unlikely, but I wanted to share it because it might be one of my favorites. Because it is believed to potentially be a species that is believed to be extinct, which is the Zephactonus. I'm already loving it. Zefactinus. Yeah, it's got an X. I'm here for it. So, when you look at the pictures of the Zephactonus and the... um the depictions of the white river monster, you can definitely see how there's some potential similarities. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can see that hundred percent. So I kind of love that one. Cause I'm like, of course it's the fact in this. Nobody knows what's in the water guys. We don't know. No. So now the white river monster is a local legend near Newport, Arkansas. The area has actually dubbed the monster whitey. So you'll often see them refer to the white river monster as whitey. Many articles proclaim the creature to be the cousin of the Loch Ness monster. On occasion, the area will sell some whitey based merch. Some reports suggest there are souvenir shops for whitey in the area. This was something I struggled to confirm. So I'm going to need you to go to Newport and check it out. I'm Googling it right now. Now, many locals still believe in the legend of whitey. They believe the creature is still swimming around doing its thing Many also believe that the creature died when the river became too shallow. And a depiction of Whitey is said to lead Newport, Arkansas, Arkansas Christmas parade every year. Okay. Love that. We might have to go. I couldn't find because it's a boat parade, how I understood it, but I couldn't figure out what the boat boat looked like. So you need to go either way. And that is The Legend of the White River Monster. I I need to get some, um, some whitey merch. Yes. So I'm going to have to go to Newport and try to find some. If I can find some, you're getting some too. We can have matching merch. Oh, done. We'll have matching merch. Done. You'll just text me and be like, Venmo, Venmo me this and I'll be on it. I'm going to have to tell James, like, hey, let's go on a road trip. Where to? Why the hell do you want to go there? No reason. I hear the river's pretty this time of year. I don't know how far from you it was. I was actually going to Google it and I never did. So I was like, she'll tell me if it's close. It's about, it's it's not even two hours. Oh, yeah. easy peasy. Easy. Done. That's a day trip. That's just like a, a mid-morning trip when you're bored. Do it. I approve. Anyways, well, thank you all for listening to Helen Hills Podcast. To see pictures from this episode, you can follow us on Instagram, Helen Hills Podcast, X, Helen Hills Pod, or Facebook by searching Helen Hills Podcast. You can find us on Linktree by typing in Helen Hills Podcast. If you want to support support us, please like, review, rate, share, and subscribe on your preferred listening platforms. If you want to take your support one step further so we can create more content for you, you can donate through our Patreon, where we're working to release specials for our patrons. If you have your own true crime or paranormal story suggestions or words of encouragement, please email us at podcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to tell your friends to listen with you as well. Bye. Bye.